A graphic novel, a TV show Well, it's not TV, it's HBO And will this thing succeed? And by how much, man? Some might cheer and some might scoff Because it's Damon Lindelof But either way we're off To watch some Watchmen Watching Watchmen Talking Watchmen Analyzing Watchmen And maybe arguing over Welcome to Watchmen Watch, where we watched Watchmen on our watches, and you watched it on your watches. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are doing an episode 2.5. Yeah, 2.5. That's cool. Like a little bit of a bonus episode. This is just going up in the Watchmen Watch feed for you all. And what we do on these bonus episodes is we talk about the promo for the next episode, general things going on in the world, maybe some supplementary material, Justin. What are you, are you talking about the Pedipedia? Ooh, Pedipedia. Alex loves supplements. I love PD and I love Pedipedia, and Pete loves PD and Pedipedia. Right, Pete? I don't know what you're talking about. We'll talk about it in a second. We're also we going to talk our about Pedipedia. <laughs> we do. Uh, and a Justin PD and an Alex Pedia. And uh, we're going to talk about the promo for the next episode of the show. Uh, but this is the bonus episode for martial feats of Comanche horsemanship. I was listening back to the last episode, first of all. I think I said Comanche wrong every single time. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, so I apologize. Congrats. Yeah. Did you say congrats? Yeah. It's hard to do it that wrong. Yeah, yeah I did it you very did it wrong. You did the most wrong. The most wrong. Since we're a few days removed now from that episode, uh, first thing we could probably actually talk about is ratings. This isn't necessarily like a hardcore ratings Ooh, podcast. Ooh, no, we're big in ratings. <laughs> yeah. Huge numbers. So, give us the numbers. Yeah, they were what pretty, are we talking? Uh, well, stocks are up, and they're down, and they're bullish, and they're bearish. The first episode of the show was a big premiere for HBO. Yeah. Uh, they're very excited Yay. about it. On general broadcast numbers, it doesn't sound that big, but initially they were saying, including streaming numbers, it was about 1.5 million on the first night Ooh, for the first episode. Nice. Which Good made it friends. their yeah, biggest the debut. And with the, nope. I believe, 800,000 in the first uh, broadcast of the 9 p.m. Eastern broadcast. Yes. Solid. That Solid. made it the Better biggest. Better than Super Bowl. Pay, nope. Best pay cable debut of the year so far. Nice. Huge Suck win. <laughs> Huge win. Better than the Puppy Bowl. Yes. Yeah. Now, the second episode was down a little bit Aww. in the first night. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I think it was at about like 1.4 million. That's but, very good. But yeah. the better news for the show, I would say, is that by this point, by the second episode, the first episode through streaming had amassed 5 million viewers. Hell yeah. Nice. Better the show should the, live forever. Better than the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is, you guys are hyping this up quite a bit. That's what we are. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, I, I'll, I'll say, the reason I bring this up is I was... Yeah, why the fuck are we talking about Mr. this? Mr. Numbers over here. The reason I was ta- uh, talking about this is because I was honestly like a little concerned after the first numbers because they were like... This is better than Succession. And I was like, nobody watched Succession. But a great show. A great show. 
the only people who watched it were media people who were writing about it and talking about it. Yeah, that's that's going to win some Emmys this year, one hundred percent. Yeah, but that's going to win some Emmys, and people are going to be like, "What Succession?" Yeah. So I was concerned that it was at that level, but it definitely seems to be growing and growing week to week. Uh, I'm curious to hear from you guys. Have you talked to any non-comic book folks that they've been checking out the show? Yes. In fact, a lot of people are like, can I borrow a copy of Watchmen? Mm-hmm. I've only ever seen the movie. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> oh, Let me Take help this. you. Yeah. And I literally today at work, uh, someone's like, I want to read Watchmen. I was like, great. And then I, I was like, have you ever read comics before? And which, they was like, which work were you at? Uh, my main work at a show called Jesus and Mero. Oh, oh cool. not the ice cream shop? No, I still I'll do the ice cream truck that I Sorry. drive around. It's getting colder, but people love ice cream. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm the ice cream man. <laughs> I love when you sing like that, by the way. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that you don't have the... No, I sing live in a mic. The ice cream. Come out, kids. It's the ice cream. Man. <laughs> Imagine how I feel. Oh man, I can't. Um anyway, so uh I he, I he was like I don't read comics. I was like, "Great. Well, let me walk you through like what oh. a lot like the golden age, the silver yeah, age." Yeah, but you're you can't give someone who hasn't read comics Watchmen right out of the box. But they were but asking they, they for wanted it. to read it for the show. Yeah, but you should be like, oh, you oh, can't that's your idea is you way. withhold it. You're like, yeah, and you're yeah. like, you're not ready yet. You've got to read other things, and then I'll give you Watchmen. How many other comics do they have to read? Uh, a couple other graphic novels. Before like they... which ones? Which ones do they need to read first? Yeah. Why the Last Man? You got to read that <laughs> no, first. That's <laughs> so unrelated. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It gives you bone. a little. You got to read Bone. You got to read Bone. bone. Yeah. You got to read Bone. Yeah. Read Mouse, but volume two. Yeah, yeah Give him Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's been a layered. Like, oh, let yeah. him like, dip yeah. the toe in. Oh, definitely. Bit. Any random issue of Jughead. <laughs> 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 then you're ready for Watchmen. Uh, Jughead's time, please? Yeah, that's yeah, what we're talking go. about. Um, uh, no, I do, I do think, uh, to your point, because I've you got to set the stage. Uh, yes. You absolutely do set the stage, but I would say because the show is going on right now, that for me, that rule is out. That I've generally told people, they've asked me, like, I've never read Watchmen. I'm not really into superhero shows. Can I watch the show? I'll say, yes, absolutely you can. That the mask vigilante thing for the plot, it's explained in there, but it's not really about superheroics necessarily. You don't need to have read Watchmen. But if you have read Watchmen, if you have watched superhero shows, it overall becomes a richer experience when you're watching it, I think. And that's what I want to... I think everyone should have that richer experience. Yeah. So I was just priming them with a little comic book information about, like, what the Minutemen yeah, were based on. Yeah, you can't on. just slap somebody in the face with Watchmen. I can slap anyone in the face that I want. <laughs> you're I'm the a true vigilante. I'm a monster. <laughs> everyone right? hates me in my office. That. Everyone hates me in my office. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but I do think... Um, do we want to talk about more maybe takeaways from the episode? Yeah, bit? sure. Um, uh, talk- no, let's keep talking about well, ratings. <laughs> I, I, as far as other people outside of comics that I've talked to, yeah, uh, the the fact that like they're talking about race and dealing it uh, with it in a way, you know, that big event that they kind of like uh, uh, re- uh, uh, talked about that has gotten people talking, and I'm very the Tulsa riots, yeah, the Tulsa riots, and you know, all those uh, black people killed. So it's like it's great that it's. 
they're starting with such a powerful statement, yeah. no, and building it was a, a show big... around that, and uh, I very much, I do think this is this is again why I thought the ratings thing is interesting. It is seeing beyond an HBO bump. HBO generally was something like Chernobyl or The Night of. We'll always see a climb for those buzzy shows, and it's a very uh, consistent climb across the board. Yeah. But the fact that it went up to five million for the first episode is tripled. Over, yeah, over is tripled. pretty big. Yeah. And I think it does have a lot to do with that where it has these events like the Tulsa riots, like at the beginning of here, like we were talking about in the last episode of the podcast, yeah. uh, talking about African American soldiers in World War One, that it has this real world basis People are looking into it. It's teaching people things, and it's exactly. getting to discuss things in the real world yeah. beyond the comic book of it all, which I think yeah. is fantastic. And um, it's a great responsibility to use the platform to teach some people some things and show, shed some light on some stuff. It's almost like they have great power to put on this show, and they're doing cool things. Yep. Yep. With great Which power, cool things. Cool things. Yeah, that's DC's like ice cream. model. Like ice cream. Yeah. Thank you. It's different from Marvel's Here take. comes the ice cream, man. Yes. Anything else left over from last week's uh, episode? We, we haven't talked about this, but there was some chatter about this online and in articles about how violent the uh, the um, that cutaway to the, the what's American it called? Hero American Hero story, story was. Yeah. And maybe that's a reference to the movie. Uh, and how violent and ridiculous that was. Sort of a little commentary on how we take these stories. and So I, I could definitively say it's not. Uh, oh, nice. I, that was my initial take on it as well. Uh, but at my day job, which is another ice cream truck, Pete. No. Um, a rival one. A rival one. What the fuck? Yeah. How are you guys so calmly sitting opposite sides? He does vanilla and I do chocolate. <laughs> oh, man. Never get it together. Never. No. You no. get out of here. People are like, I, I want a twist. <laughs> I want a twist. I'm like, uh, no. No. Oh, I'll I love never a different mix them. truck. This yeah, is that's why I don't truck. go to your guys' ice cream yeah. trucks. Yeah. We're, You're not going to open a twist truck. Though. I'm going to open a twist oh, truck. No. Yeah. I Here can't believe I said that. <laughs> so at my day job, uh, one of uh, the writers that I work with talked to Damon Lindelof about this and straight up asked him, they're like, hey, this seems Zack Snyder-esque. Is this Zack Snyder? He's like, oh, actually not at all. Yeah. The American Hero story stuff is all based on Ryan Murphy, who... He likes a lot. Uh, David Lindelof really enjoys his shows. It's not specifically American Crime Story, which you might think is like the closest connection there. Yeah. Uh, it's more in line with an American horror story or his campy shows. Uh, Glee, for example, where it's supposed Known to for how violent it was. <laughs> Glee. Mr. Shoe got chopped in half in the last episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, so it's a Ryan Murphy show. It's supposed to be over the top. It's supposed to be violent like that. It's supposed to be shocking and in your face uh, and jarring. Um, I think, I don't know if this is 100% true, but on Pedopedia, okay. in Here we go. the recent files that were dropped, he does talk about American Hero Story in there. Uh, the, and we talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but apparently in the world of the show, this is the second season of American Hero Story we're watching. The first season was more serious and focused almost exclusively on Rorschach. Mm. And to me, that feels like, uh, I don't know how much you guys know about American Crime Story, but the second season of American Crime Story was the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yes. And fo focused almost exclusively on Gianni Versace's murderer in yeah. a very serious and heartfelt way where they got under his skin without necessarily feeling sympathy for him. Uh, and I think that's what they were suggesting. The first season was like, 
The second season is American Hero Story Minutemen, and I do think it's supposed to be more in line with an American horror story, gross, over-the-top type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I again, like, I read the Zack Snyder thing into it, and I think a lot of other people did. They're like, this is a dig, and yeah. it's not at all. It would have been intense to dig in at Zack Snyder yes. in this show, second episode. Another thing I want to talk about is um, the thing going around about how Will, he... Um, leaves and then comes back to um, Sister Knight's uh, hideout. But he also, um, he's supposed to be frail and weak, but he uh, holds a hot coffee, drinks it, uh, and then peels a very hot uh, hard-boiled egg. Yeah. Yeah, this was, this came up on our Patreon Slack a little bit as well, right? Yeah. Uh, Man, that Patreon Slack... On top of things. It's popping. It's popping in the watch room. Very cool way to describe it. Thank you. Uh, Is this an issue? Is it an issue to drink hot coffee and peel a hot egg? No, I think think people are saying it's a clue that he has powers. Yeah. Okay. It's revealing he's not as frail and as as weak as he... Because they build up so much that he couldn't have hung Judd. Right. Right. But the idea is he actually is pretty strong. Um, A a hung human body is a lot like a peeled hard-boiled egg. True. I'm a doctor. Yeah. A doctor. <laughs> you play doctor. one in Lock and Key. I did. I did. Great. Uh, I, I, I don't know. That, again, like, I think he just drinks a cup of coffee and peels an egg. I, I not 100%. Dude, you well, don't know how hot it, that egg was. Yeah. He, I guess. Like, you know. Oh, does grab, he reach into. He grabbed it right out of the water and was handling it. Can like, I say something absolutely horrible? Yeah. I read that as just like, oh, that's old bad skin. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? What are you hoping for when you get older? Yeah, when you get older? You don't get old man's skin. Yeah, what's yeah, old just man's like skin? like all calluses and you can't really feel anything in your fingers. That's not what? about just that's getting old. And let me tell you, Alex, that's not your job, thing. typing, yeah. not going to give you old man's skin. Yeah. I think I'm going to get no, that. No, you're going to get old man, like, return, like, send finger. Yeah, like just an imprint of a... That's of if you work in the... You work finger. in... Uh, you're a carpenter for 50 years. Well, but have. it's like... Okay, but it's like a, like a chef, right? You constantly are sticking your yes. finger. Is that more reasonable? Yes, but... Okay. That's you're not getting that. Yeah, no, you're I'm not, not getting that. No, but I'm saying. So Will, you're saying Will's a secretly a chef? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interesting All I'm saying theory. is if he keeps sticking his fingers into hot boiled eggs, I don't think that's he has powers. I just think he's stuck his fingers in a lot of boiling pots. Okay, <laughs> old man skin. Yeah, that explains. I love how that's where your mind. What a great went. hero! What a great hero! Skin. I'm backing off the old man skin now. I'm sticking with my theory that he's a chef. Okay. Cool. Big reveal. Episode eight, he makes a twelve it, course what, dinner. What do you take away from it? Then? I think it. He keeps saying, "I couldn't have hung him," right? Uh, or no, he says, "I did hang him," and she's like, "I'm the bad who hung your sure. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you couldn't have done that. You're too frail." And I think he's admitting it for a reason. Everything he said, I think, is going to end up being true. He's like, yeah. I have friends in high friends in high places. I think he that's literally gets the picked thing. Up. Like, he did do a bunch of stuff, but he also had a lot of help. Is he hooded justice is another theory going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the stuff that we talked about in the first episode, he's wearing the same colors yeah, as hooded justice. Uh, he is next to a deuce. So, I mean, that seems like a pretty yeah. clear visual connection as well. Yeah. Um, It'd be thing, weird if he wasn't. Yes. So, I don't know. That That's my main theory right now. I think that makes the most sense to me. He's hooded justice, the chef. <laughs> is your well, theory. Certainly that's your, working, that's yeah. your working theory. That's my working theory. The American <laughs> Hero Story Minutemen special, the series, whatever it is, is also clearly focusing on Hooded Justice and the history yeah. of Hooded Justice quite a bit. Uh, I'm blanking on the names, but I think it's... Uh, 
it's Mueller is the strong yeah, man. Or Mueller, yeah. Yeah, who was uh, left for dead. That's from... Uh, oh my gosh! What's uh, Hollis Mason's book? Under the hood. Under the hood. Yeah, I think that's from the supplementary material in Watchmen. There it is, the comic book where he talks about that, where they found this dead body around the same time that Hooded Justice disappeared. So everybody assumed the strong man was probably Hooded Justice, who was dead. Uh, we're told in the text of the show that uh, no, this is actually somebody else. Um, this is. Potentially a little thing, but in the credits, uh, the dude playing Hooded Justice, which is another funny shout out, is uh, Cheyenne Jackson, mm. uh, who is one of the main dudes that Ryan Murphy always uses for American Horror Story and other things. Yeah, that's funny. He's one of the five guys that looks exactly like Matt Bomer. So that's a funny little shout out there. Um, but again, I think like we're getting a focus on the history there. So certainly in some way that's going to tie in, it seems yeah. like. It's a great mystery. I like yeah. Will is a very interesting character. The way he flew in the magnet from the sky was great. Yeah. Uh, any other things left over from martial feats of Comanche horsemanship before right. we move on? No? Uh, let's talk about the promo for She Was Killed by Space Junk, the third episode of the yeah. series. That dropped immediately afterwards. Lots of big reveals and seeds in there. Any specific images or things either of you would like to call out in particular that you were struck by? Uh, well, Laurie, Laurie, introduction of Laurie Blake is huge. Right. Yes. Um, and she, in a show where Sister Knight is such a badass and she walks in and is like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. Yeah. yeah. Is awesome. Like, very excited to see yeah, where that goes. What a fucking badass entrance that was. She's great. Like, She's... who are you guys? I couldn't give a shit. So there's a couple of things with also not wearing a mask or any kind of thing. Yeah. Now here's an interesting thing again from the materials that they released. I believe this week they had a little bit about uh, the law and the history of the law. There was a, uh, uh, a sort of obituary for Judd Crawford that they released, and one of the things that they said in that is that the uh, after the White Knight. They passed a law. Uh, the law was passed by Senator Keene Jr., who was the senator that we met in the last episode. Yes. Who was the son of the guy who did the Keene Act that outlawed vigilantes. So he came in, made, passed this law that cops in the Tulsa area all have to wear masks, but police officers in authority positions do not wear masks. So that's why Judd Crawford didn't wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, Lori Blake is also not in Tulsa. And yeah, as she's we discovered, an FBI. yeah. And as we discovered, this seemingly is only happening in Tulsa right now. Yeah. So that's part of the reason she's not wearing a mask at all. Uh, but also, uh, another couple of things that we discovered that aren't in the show yet. So she's called Lori Blake now in the comic book. She was uh, Lori Jupiter or Lori Jispowicz. Yeah. I never know what to pronounce it. Hard to pronounce that. Uh, she was originally the Silk Spectre. She was teamed up with Dan Dryberg, the Night Owl, Night Owl 2, uh, ran away with him, and sometime in the intervening years took on the identity of her father, the comedian, and became the comedian, uh, was the name that she took on, which was teased in her last appearance in Watchmen, where she says, I don't know, I'm going to try another costume, maybe something with leather and a mask and a gun, which is based on Eddie Blake, her father. Also, she took the last name of her father for the rest of her professional life, and that's seemingly where we're meeting her as she pops up on the show. Which is an intense choice. Like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, super intense choice. So I'm very curious what that means and if we're going to actually get that explanation, because it's not like we've talked about the comedian. In this show. Right. 
Um, and I don't know if we will. Yeah. I hope not. You don't, you don't want them to? No. Why not? Because comedian rape people, he was a horrible person. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't talk about him. No. Uh, I guess we'll see. Um, was there any images you wanted to bring up, Pete? Anything from the promo? Well, I, the promo did a really great job of getting you hyped for the next episode. I really liked the That's shots. what they do, man. That's what they do. Yeah, and the, the kind of vest, the trigger vest where it's like, you know. Yeah, we see uh, members of the 7th Cavalry with a uh, suicide bomb vest. Yeah. And that's what they were building during the montage in the last episode. Yes. With all the batteries? Uh, well, we don't really know. We don't know what the batteries. Okay. But we did see in the middle there was that montage of everybody watching American Hero Story mm-hmm. and getting ready at the beginning. We saw the 7th Cavalry building a vest. I would assume that's the same vest that we see there. Um, there's a great line that um, that Lori is, uh, she says, and God just snapped his fingers and sent the hero to hell. Is that a reference to Rorschach? Dr. Manhattan and Rorschach? That certainly seems like it, right? I don't know that he necessarily snapped his fingers. He sort of more pointed at he him. He pointed at him, but yeah. I think the idea is still there. Or is he, yeah. she referencing Thanos? Uh, yeah. He's probably Thanos. Yeah, she's probably like, did you see... Avengers Endgame. Yeah. That movie was the bomb. Uh, well, anyway, uh, anything about the Jeremy Irons section in there? Well, that's where the promo starts. Yeah. And um, I- I'm surprised how much this is at the center of the show. Every episode, it seems like we're getting more of this. Yeah. I do think from a promo perspective, it makes a lot of sense because, A, Jeremy Irons, the yeah. star. B, uh, they're crazy images to throw in there, and every single one of his lines are like, and now it begins. Yeah, real <laughs> P.T. Barnum. Uh, yeah. Well, they're perfect for an ad, so I understand why they're putting a lot of him in there. And he has one of his like clone robots um, in a suit, sort of a uh, submergible armor. suit, it looks like. Yeah. Or a handmade space suit. Yeah, or something. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Are we going to learn that maybe he's on Mars? Is that a spacesuit that he's going to force one of these dudes to step out? Well, we certainly spent a lot of time talking about this. And again, not to call, keep calling out the Patreon Slack, but there's a lot of discussion on there about what's going on with these scenes. Yeah. Uh, and I think somebody brought up the theory, uh, or maybe, I don't know. I've read too much about the show at this point, so it's all blended together. Uh, but whether he is Adrian Viter, Dr. Manhattan, like yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about here on the podcast, I'm um, there was a theory, I think there was a theory that I read that he is Dr. Manhattan pretending to be Adrian Veidt to understand, to give himself limitations. Yeah. Well, or the, the theory I had, which is sort of the opposite of that, is it's him taking on uh, Veidt because Veidt's the only person that beat him, that yeah, sort yeah. of outthought him. Yeah. So it's interesting to me, to me that he would try to inhabit that body and then go crazy. He's maybe gone yeah, crazy. Yeah, you got to inhabit that body. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Inhabit that body. Let's get to some tweets and questions, if you guys don't. Oh, yeah, there Ooh, just, and there's another thing. Yeah, just a couple more things. Um, the senator, uh, he seems, what do we think? Villain. He's at a press conference rallying everyone, saying he's yeah. going to save the day. Yeah. He certainly seems smarmy enough to me, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But he's know. the one that had the police officers put masks on. Right. Uh, he's also in the episode with uh, Judd's wife, seemingly pretty cool with him dying and 
he also the fact that he is the son of Senator Keene and seemingly has reversed the policies of his father. Yeah. Certainly points to something they're going to explore there. I mean, yeah. whether it is he uh, you can't necessarily say that the elder Keene was right for outlawing vigilantes. Yeah. But him bringing back vigilantes seems like a very deliberate provocation. Uh, you know, he, sometimes same... you just hate your dad, you know? Oh, yeah. True. Uh, he's opening a cage and there's an owl inside. Oh, that dude. That seems uh, you see what pointed. You, yeah, do you see what? Do you get it? Yeah. What do you mean? It's like an owl. That's oh, it's a good It's pat. literally an owl. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Dryberg in this continuity is in prison, so that's a good metaphor. Yeah. Any we see image? some owl glasses. Uh, so there's a lot of owl ma- or night owl references here. So, so maybe this is the night owl episode. Maybe I we'll would be it. very excited for that. We also get um, the uh, Curse of the Black Freighter flag. Yes, there you uh, go. In this upcoming Ooh. episode with um, uh, Jeremy Irons riding his white horse behind it. Amazing. Love it. Good horse rider, that man. Let's get to some of your tweets before we start to wrap up here. From Tracy Todd, do you think Adrian Veidt, with his God complex, harbors a jealousy against Dr. Manhattan for being the one actually granted godlike powers? And I should mention, if you guys have questions, we do send out a tweet every Monday where you can respond at Watchman Watch One. Uh, but feel free to hit us up anytime. We're there. We're there. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that one? I mean, Veidt sort of uh, seemed to look at Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan as just uh, another bump in the road, a difficult thing he had to work around in the same way that he's a problem solver who just likes to solve the problems in his way. Yeah. So I don't think he hates him. I think he welcomes the challenge. Yeah, yeah. but he also had that weird interaction with him where he was like, I was right, right? <laughs> Acknowledge me. So it wasn't like he hates him. He uh, p- kind of keeps him on a pedestal, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. He worships him. Yeah. Like, uh, three-letter word starts with G. Dog. 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 There you go. Thanks, guys. Uh, this is from Daniel Cabral, also on Twitter. Two thoughts. First, Senator Keene, the new Night Owl. Second, I there believe Louis Gossett Jr. is not the older child, but the baby that's saved. Maybe the two episodes are following the letter. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a guy on Twitter, your friend in time. Wow. <laughs> uh, just a guy on Twitter. I love the honesty, all? man. Are yeah. I like the idea of the senator being the new Night Owl. I think that's a cool theory. Yeah, I, I do too, because if he's a bad guy, it's interesting to have him taking on the mantle of a hero. And what does that mean for all of this? Yeah, Ooh. and we've only seen touches of Night Owl with the owl ship and with the goggles that uh, Angela Abar wore. Uh, also the, the coffee epi- mug. The Again, King. I'm pretty sure that was a, a that elephant. Might nope. have just been a mug. No. Nope. Sometimes a mug is just a mug. No, she said it on a talk show that that mug was a Easter egg. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you, you almost got to the end, edge of almost saying owl, but instead you said Easter egg. Yep. Easter yeah. egg for what? And it also felt like you really ran out of gas and realized you were just bullshitting. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. What Hope. talk show? One of them. It was Kimmel or fucking Fallon. It was one of them. Oh, yeah. One of the Jimmies. Yeah. One of the Jimmies. Yeah. Like on our ice cream and our ice cream truck. Yep. Nice little, yeah. nice ice cream with Jimmies. Uh, well, anyway, uh, great question. Uh, let's talk about the Louis Gossett Jr., not the older child, but the baby that saved. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I don't know why, but could be. Yeah. I, there's something with the baby, right? Like, yeah. 
They're not just going to be like, yes, Will is the boy, and he threw away the baby. In yeah, the otherwise, why have a baby? I don't know. That's why. Why have a baby? Seriously, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you bring a baby into this fucking world? Exactly, because they make you sick and it fucks up your voice. Oh, it's all coming out now. And then you put that baby in a Halloween costume, and then some asshole just puts candy on their fucking head. Like, that's how that or works. Or Mr. Topical Daily Getting Show. Getting political, yeah. yeah. Are you going to submit this as your daily show reel? Maybe. Audio <laughs> reel, bold choice. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is my audition for The Daily Show. It's a half-hour podcast about Watchmen. Yeah. Good luck finding <laughs> the joke I told. <laughs> Ooh, this is intriguing. Yeah. Uh, all right, this is from Rockdale Tiger. Will equals hooded justice? I think we've talked we about We did that. talk about that, and um, yeah. And... Ooh, another PDPedia aficionado over here. Based on PDPedia, Judd is fourth-generation Tulsa police, thinking the clan robe may be a hand-me-down, like y'all joked about, thinking we'll learn a lot more about Judd and Angela's fathers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I hope so. But, uh, like, and we talked about this, but, like, I don't think it's just a casual hand-me-down. It's meaningful that he had that set up like a shrine in his secret closet. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Just a casual hand me dad. That is not I can't wait to break into your closet. Yeah, see what yeah. that is not a casual hand me All of my Nazi memorabilia is in there. Yeah. <laughs> Those plates are just fun. We just, eat on them. They're hand me downs. The casual hand me downs. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Uh, and what about Judd and Angela's fathers? I think that would make a lot of sense to find out more about them. Like a full flashback. I mean, this show feels like it's going to be sort of stepping closer uh, through history, specifically the characters that we know are like Will, who's growing up in this time. Um, I feel like we're going to step closer to the present day um, in each episode and yeah. get a cold open that, that deals with some aspect of history. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a response to Rockdale Tiger from John George. Exactly my thoughts, too. That clan robe looked pretty ratty. And considering white supremacists in this time have a dim view of the police, would you really wear your badge on the outside? Hmm. That was a weird detail, right? That the, the sheriff's bag was on the clan robe. Usually you try to hide your identity with those, I think. Mm, yeah. I um, mean, technically, that's what a mask does. Mm. Um, and you have, have your badge out with your name on it. But I also think that's not maybe how he wore it. That's a shrine he had that uh, sure. exposes his beliefs. Yes. Which he is, uh, exposes both things that he's all about. Or his, yeah, his inner truth, which is like he's a cop and he's also a... Right, horrible uh, person. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to your point, you don't go to a lot of clan rallies where they have "Hello, my name is" tags going on there. Yeah, how would you know that? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, this is uh, one more. How tweet. do they know who they're talking to? Yeah, who are you? Are you gonna be like, hey, that's the whole guy in the hood. I don't want to get. In, I don't want to talk about saying, the clan. I'm just saying, like, you gotta relate to each other. I bet they're doing a lot of pulling up their masks, like, "Hey, it's me, Dave. Yeah, I'm the racist who lives, who works in the garage. <laughs> it's me, Dave. I've got the stuff." <laughs> what stuff? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. what stuff do it's they... It's a reference that you guys don't get. Cool. Yeah, okay. What, for one of your jibbies or whatever on your talk show? Yep. It's a real Easter egg going out over there. Uh, this is the last one from Rocktail Tiger as well. Uh, was Judd one of the men who attacked Angela? She stabbed the one guy in the shoulder neck area, and that's where his bandages were. I'm thinking we'll definitely revisit that scene. Yeah. What stopped the guy who was about to shoot her, Cal? I definitely think this is a, this is a big question. For whatever reason, this kind of went by me when I was watching the episode that yeah. you guys pointed it out. What do you think happened in that lost time? Between when she 
passed out and woke up. Yeah. I mean, I love the theory that it was Judd, and I think he maybe didn't kill her because he's like, whoa, she's yeah. badass. Yeah. She just uh, now he this also loves her. Not to uh, keep calling out. He didn't out know the, her then. Right, but I mean, he was kind of like impressed by her. Yeah. And that kind of really formed the relationship. I'll, I'll over throw the- something else even bigger out at you, and this is very unformed, but what if there is a generational thing with the Crawfords and the A-bars and they're tied together in some way? Mm, because if yeah. there is some sort of vast conspiracy, this is a little detail that, again, came up with the supplementary material. Uh, Judd Crawford used to work security for Senator Keene Jr., before, I believe, his father died. I, I may be misremembering that. And then he moved into becoming the sheriff of Tulsa. Hmm. So if... No, I'm sorry. He became the sheriff of Tulsa after the White Knight. He joined the police force. As soon as uh, everybody was murdered during the White Knight, he moved up to become the sheriff. So if he is a real bad dude, it could be some sort of thing where... He's working with Senator Keene, and they engineered the White Knight, and yeah. he came on Angela, needed her in some way to be in place for some sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then ultimately became the sheriff that way. I think that's a great theory. Yeah, yeah. That's a great theory. Cool. Supplemental material wins again. There we go. Uh, Petypedia, right? Petypete? Yeah, I, sure. Where do, you find the, where do you find the time to write all that stuff? Yeah. You know, you make time for the things you love. Oh. Thanks. Wow, that's why we're here together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very sweet. If you would like to make time for the things that you love, you can support us on patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Watchmen and maybe some other things. We'll see what happens. You yeah. can uh, follow us on Twitter, Watchmen Watch One, on Instagram and Facebook, Watchmen Watch Podcast. Also, subscribe and comment on the podcast on iTunes iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. We'll be back with a regular episode for episode three right after it airs on Sunday and then another bonus episode after that. And remember, we taped this podcast 35 minutes ago. Come say hello to the ice cream man. Oh, my God. I'm just a guy on Twitter. <laughs>